you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Racism sucks, plain and simple. We need to get rid of it, or at least stand up against it. African Americans have dealt with it for far too long. So, yeah, African American lives matter. Did you hear that? I'm all for African American lives matter. I'm all in. However, I'm not in. Not at all when it comes to Black Lives Matter. There's a distinct difference between the two. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. We've all been hearing about Black Lives Matter. And... Uh, it's everywhere we go. It's painted on our streets. It's painted on murals. It's painted on jerseys, on T-shirts. It's all over the news. It's in the newspapers. It's in the, uh, it's in print, electronic, on the radio. We're talking about it. It's everywhere. People are marching in the street talking about Black Lives Matter. And quite frankly, as um. P.T. Barnum would say, a sucker is born every minute. Now, if you tell me African-American lives matter, no, you know, sucker, you're doing the right thing. Everybody should stand up against racism. Everybody. Nobody should stand for it. Got to be against it, plain and simple. And that's why I think those many people following the Black Lives Matter organization are being led down the wrong path. Now, why do I say that? I think most people, decent-minded people, black, white, yellow, blue, green, orange, whatever, are against racism. But I also believe that the Black Lives Matter organization, how could they be against it when they're racist themselves, they're anti-Semitic. It just is that way. And I think a lot of 
a lot of these athletes, let me give you an example. A lot of these athletes, I don't think for a second, I think most of them are very, 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 very well-intentioned. They want to stand up against racism, systemic racism. And, you know, you got to be naive to think that systemic racism doesn't exist. It does. It does. I've been in this business 35, 36 years. I've dealt with a great many number of athletes, black athletes, African-American athletes. I can't tell you how many, I can't begin to tell you how many I know have been stopped, basically for the color of their skin. They're not looking like thugs. They're clean-cut looking black men, they get stopped for no other reason than the color of the skin. That's systemic racism. It exists. Whether you or I like it or whether you or I want to admit it, it exists. And if you want to say, well, you don't like the fact that the kneeling, I buy into that. When athletes would kneel, when it first started in the NFL, I said, well, I do not approve of it. I'll respect their right to protest. I would not do it that way, but I would accept their right to protest. And at the time, you've heard me say this time and time again uh, about Colin Kaepernick, who started it all. He lost me with his right to protest when he wore socks depicting cops as pigs. And then he followed that up by wearing T-shirts that <laughs> in honor of Fidel Castro. He, he totally lost me. Because would he like a white person depicting African-Americans as pigs? No. So why would you depict cops as pigs? Why? You tell me why. I can tell you this. If he pulled what he pulled against Castro's regime, he would have been a dead man a long time ago if he was living in Cuba, along with members of his family. But I'm not here about Colin Kaepernick today. I'm here about Black Lives Matter. And again, it started in the NFL. But now we have the restarts in the NBA. We have the restarts in the NBA. We have baseball. Uh, you have hockey. All the sports are back. The NBA, before the games, they're wearing their um, T-shirts, Black Lives Matter. Now, I, I, you know, and they all get down on a knee. Okay? The knee... The knee represents what? Now, somebody's going to say, well, we're not disrespecting the flag. If you're not disrespecting the flag, then why are you down on a knee? If you're telling me you're not disrespecting the flag, then why go down on a knee? Why not stand united with your arms like lock as you do prior to the NBA games and stand it? But, but what is the knee? 
is the knee going to be that you're telling me that, yes, an awful, horrible cop by the name of Derek Chauvin had his knee for almost nine minutes on the neck of George Floyd? We know that. We all agree. I wouldn't care if, if, if the cop, Chauvin, was shot, death by lethal injection, stoned to death, clubbed to death. I couldn't care less. He's a bum. He's a piece of garbage, and he made life miserable for everybody. It was an awful thing to watch. Does that make all cops bad? You know, I, I did a... Um, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago where it said, you know, all the talks on racism, it doesn't mean a thing if you know, both sides aren't going to get together and talk and have an open and honest discussion and a debate. And if you're a black person and you want to come to us and explain to me your feelings, that's fine. But you also need to listen to my feelings as a white guy. As a white guy who understands what you're going through. As a white guy who grew up in the 60s, and the 50s and the 60s, I grew up watching all the civil rights. That, that's what got me started and interested. I, my, my biggest interest in school was current events because I got interested watching the civil rights uh, marches and protests. I remember the names of uh, James Hood and Vivian Malone. A lot of people, I bet you a lot of the people marching in their protests, both black and white, don't know who those people are. They were the first two Black people, actually, they were, at that time, they were called colored a Negro. But they were the first two black students to be allowed entry into the University of Alabama, initially when they were blocked by, at that time, Governor George Wallace. I remember Medgar Evers being shot. I remember all those things. You know, I grew up, I remember King being shot, Dr. King being shot. I grew up with all of that. I grew up with with the bomb, bombs and, and, and little girls being killed in the, uh, uh, the, the bombings of the church in Alabama. And white civil rights workers killed because they were marching for black peoples. So I, I don't, I understand, or certainly I try to understand. But as a black person, you need to understand. And what is there to understand? What to, uh, to understand is... Why are people offended by taking a knee? Well, people are offended by taking a knee. Drew Brees, the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, was crucified. He was killed. He was pissed on because he simply said he would not take a knee. He he was killed by... He had to offer an apology, two apologies. His own teammate, Malcolm Jenkins, took him to task. What did he do? He mentioned that his two grandfathers fought in World War II and he could not take a knee. That made him a bad guy. That made him a bad guy. That offended me that, that he had to apologize because to me he did, didn't do anything wrong. And yet from a white guy's perspective, I got to watch Commissioner Pete Rosell tell the public, it, this was in regards to Colin Kaepernick, we got it wrong. We got to support Black Lives Matter. 
But yet when Deshaun Jackson of the Philadelphia Eagles was quoting Hitler and Louis Farrakhan, to this day, as I'm doing this podcast, we still haven't heard a peep from the same commissioner. What's that all about? Understand where a white person is coming from. Understand that. A white Jewish person, understand that. There's got to be a discussion. And I do believe, as I said, many of those, the great majority of the basketball players, I believe they're doing it, you know, because they want to stamp out racism. I get it. But at the same point, you know, they have these openings prior to every game. Uh, or at least a lot of the TV games. And when I watch, they have you know comments from different players. I'm fed up. I don't want to take it. I want to be treated equally. Uh, but there's one player who says, if you're African-American and you can't be safe in your own home, then where can you be safe? And as a white person, and as as many white people will say, and not just white people, but black people will say. Some of us can't be safe in our own communities because we're being shot by people from our own communities. Go ask, as I've said before, Brandon Hendricks' parents about being safe. He was a 17-year-old basketball player from Monroe High School in the Bronx. Dead. He was attending a barbecue. Dead. Shot. Life snuffed out. Go ask Davil Gardner, one-year-old Davil Gardner, sitting in a stroller at a barbecue. Dead. Shot. So when you shove Black Lives Matter down the throats of the public, you can't be offended when the public says, well, wait a minute. If black lives matter, why are you killing your own lives? Can't be. But I did see certain things. I, I got to say, I did see certain things that I call improvement. Slow progress. Last week, Orlando Magic, uh, Jonathan Isaac, 22-year-old young man, chose not to stand. In their first game back, not only did he not, excuse me, chose not to kneel. Not only did he not kneel, but he stood and he he didn't even stand with a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on. He stood with the Orlando Magic T-shirt on. And he explained himself, explained himself saying he believes that black lives, black, small L-I-V-E-S, small lives matter. Yes. But he does not believe that the Black Lives Organization matters. However, teammates were saying that's his right to stand. We discussed it and he stood. And that's the way it should be. I I told you I give kudos to Charles Barkley in the very first night pregame show because Charles Barkley said nobody should be vilified if they don't want to kneel. If they want to stand, they should stand. That was the right thing to say. 
But a lot of people don't feel that way. They get, they get hammered or they do the hammering to somebody who chooses not to kneel. I also praised San Antonio uh, head coach Greg Popovich and his assistant Becky Hammond. And, and believe me, Popovich is to the left. But Popovich, he's also an Air Force Academy guy, spent five years in the Air Force. He chose to stand. Becky Hammond chose to stand. That was the right thing to do because that's what they felt was the right thing to do. And nobody should pick on them for not doing that. And people need to understand that. Now, on the flip side, I see on his uh, Instagram LeBron James, the king of the NBA, King James. He puts on his uh, Instagram, if you ain't with us, we ain't with you all. Oh, really? So what is that telling you, folks? Now, here's a guy with, you know, (laughs) over a million um, followers. I don't know how many he's got. But it's over a million. I I mean, you understand what I'm saying here? So you're drawing a line in the sand. If you're not with us, you're against us? This is also coming from LeBron James, who has also made uh, anti-Semitic remarks and gave a half-ass apology when he did it. And he was never taken to task by anybody in the NBA or, or the media, pretty much, except for one or two people. One of those being Phil Mustick of the New York Post. All right. And and most recently, just the other day, Senator Kelly Loeffler of Georgia, she's a part owner of the WNBA's Atlanta, Atlanta Dream. She had the nerve to complain or, or to suggest to the WNBA that the players, instead of wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts, that they should wear American flags on their jerseys. Okay? So what do the players do? How do they react to it? They get in touch with Commissioner Kathy Engelbert of the WNBA, and the union, the players' union, asked Loeffler to be removed as a co-owner of the dream for her stance on Black Lives Matter. What, because she doesn't believe what Black Lives Matter the organization stands for? So if you don't agree, you got to be out. And not only that, do they do that, but not on their T-shirts, they wear... Black Lives Matter, and vote Warnock. Who's Warnock? It's uh, opponent Raphael uh, Warnock, who's running against, going to run against uh, Senator Loeffler. So now, and it's not only Black Lives Matter, but now they're going to tell people how to vote. Because she had the balls, no pun intended, she had the nerve to, to suggest they wear American flags. And quite frankly, 
ladies of the WNBA ought to think twice. Because you know what? The WNBA is lucky that there is a WNBA. And if, if there wasn't uh, an NBA, there wouldn't be a WNBA. I, that, I mean, think about that. She wanted, somebody wanted to suggest wearing flags. Somebody said they don't believe in Black Lives Matter. It's not not believing in black lives, as I'm saying, African-American lives. It's the organization of black lives. Black lives matter. Then then the opening of baseball, the pitcher for uh, Sam Coonrod of the Giants. He stood. He was criticized and see that's the hypocrisy and the pandering of the media he was criticized by the sporting news and sports illustrated the headline of the sporting news article was giants pitcher sam coonrod is opposing black lives matter in bad faith sports illustrated taking a stand against the inequality shouldn't be controversial Think about that. It's controversial because you're not taking a knee? That's the world that it's come to. That's why I say African-American lives matter. Yes, but black lives matter, no. If you come to me as a black man or a black woman and ask me, does my life matter? I say, of course it does. If you come to me and ask me, does Black Lives Matter organization matter? I'd say, no, not to me. And, you know, there's also a discussion now. Everybody's spending too much time on it. See, that's the problem. I think the message, I've also said this. Are we trying to stamp out racism? Or or are we creating the divide and creating more of it? And that's what I believe is happening. And that's the sadness of this whole thing. Uh, Because I believe there are a tremendous amount of well-intentioned people. And I, of course, as you know, come from the sports world. I I do believe people are coming with good hearts and, and, and really strong intentions against racism. But at least you have to accept what other people think and other people's thoughts are not the enemy's thoughts. Doesn't make you an enemy. Doesn't make them an enemy if they're not agreeing with you. That's what this is about. If we're going to stamp out racism, it's got to go both ways. And, you know, from I've said this time and again. You can't have somebody like an Al Sharpton every time something happens between a white and a black person, he's there front and center. But when kids, and there are a lot more black kids, black people, black men and women killed yearly by other black people than there are black people killed by cops. But there's no big noise about that. 
And again, you've heard me say this before, but you give me a white and a black situation, ooh, it becomes sexy because sex, it's controversial and, and the media just eats it up. That's the problem. Really, that becomes the problem. I'm not against anybody standing up for their rights. But I do come against people who are going to criticize me just because I don't believe what they believe in or how they go about doing it. That's the problem. So you have these athletes, again, with the Black Lives Matter t-shirts. Are the, is anybody bothering to talk amongst them and say, you know, just let's think about this for one second. Are they upset at us because we're black? Or are they upset at the Black Lives Matter organization? And if they are at the organization, then we need to understand what it's all about. Have they sat down? Have the leaders of the NBA and the NFL sat down with the leaders of the Black Lives, the Marxists Marxists, uh, of the Black Lives uh, Matter organization? Have they sat down with them and say, what's your game plan? What's your end, end game with this? Have they? I don't think so. And therein lies the problem. Again, anybody who doesn't stand against racism, there's something wrong with you. Nobody should want to accept it. Nobody. But you got to, while you should do something about it, everybody's got to understand the other side. Again, there's got to be a meeting where you listen to me and I listen to you, where white listens to black and black listens to white. And I don't need to see some white 18-year-old girl standing, sticking her finger in the face of a cop, let alone a, a black cop. And, and I'm sure... Some of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter organization, they're eating this up. They're laughing about it. So again, folks, I am all for American, African-American lives matter greatly. An African-American life is equally as important as a white life. No better, no worse. No better, no worse. In that respect, we are all the same. I just can't respect the Black Lives Matter organization. Plain and simple. And that's all I got to say on that matter. So that's a wrap right now here. I want to thank you all once again for getting a load of this. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Please let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can tell me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. You can also check out my website, russsalzberg.com. My big time thanks today to the lovely Ariel, who takes good care of me. She set me up today. I thank you, Ariel. My thanks to 77 WABC program director Dave Labrosi. 
his outstanding assistant, Matt Dahl, certainly the president and GM of WABC, Chad Lopez. And last but certainly not least, a great big thank you to you, the people out there, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is Ira Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Talk to you next week. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.